Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 167 of the Big Bay Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk about the latest with the royal family. Melanie has become a bit of an expert and we're going to talk about a television show or a Netflix show, I guess I should say, that we both watched over the weekend. I finished it, Melanie is almost finished, that we adored. So good. We're also going to talk about our friend Travis Cottrell's new album. It's called Spirit Fall, and it is phenomenal. I'm a little obsessed with it. And just a whole bunch of other stuff in the mix as well. Before we get to all that, though, I just want to remind y'all that if you would like to hear a couple of extra episodes every month, come on over to Patreon. We would love for you to join us. This month, we did our Closer Look episode where we dive into something that really interests us. And it was on an episode of The Crown from season three that just got all up in my head and Melanie's head. And it was so much fun to talk about and how that extended into real life life. So it's a ton of fun. So if you want to do that, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash big boo. It's patreon.com slash big boo. It's $5 a month, two extra episodes, and countless joy. Maybe that's a stretch. I don't know. Anyway... We're so glad that you're here with us today, and here we go with episode 167. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Bee Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And there's really, there's really more stuff to talk about than there is time this week, I feel like. It's a, we've got a full docket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's there's so much going on that I don't I don't even know where to begin and what to begin with. I, I really don't either. I, well, I, but I will tell you this. You'll appreciate this. I woke up this morning and I woke up a little late because I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of going through my little morning routine and I thought, well, it is it is Monday, January the 13th. And Mike Leach is still the head football coach at Mississippi State University. Like, that's exactly right. It didn't change. He didn't go anywhere. It, nope. It's it's still happening. So that delights me. That delights me. He's still me. there. Yeah. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the good times have just begun. I mean, it. the good times have really just begun. They really have. And so we've got that. We've got the national championship game tonight between LSU and Clemson. Yes. Go Tigers. Uh, go Tigers. Um, are you making anything special for the game? Are you, or do you have any kind of, any kind of menu set? Well, uh, Perry Shankle is uh, grilling tonight because he has been doing some quail and some dove hunting. And so we are having bacon wrapped quail and dove with jalapenos and cream cheese. I'm making some guacamole. We're going to have a potato of some sort. And I'm super excited about it. That sounds delicious. It's delicious. There's really not much better than I love bacon wrapped dove. It's with the jalapenos and the cream cheese. It's one of my very favorites. And then I'm sure we'll grill some sausage with that. We'll have some elk sausage. We're having a whole like mixed grill of wild game is what we're having. I was going to say, y'all are having it like a a meat feast. Yeah, we're, it is. We're all, uh, what you call it over here when you just eat meat. Keto? Is that what we are? (laughs) You're keto, you're paleo, you're something. That's exactly, we're eating like the cavemen. So what about you? I'm doing a pork tenderloin. You know, we don't, we don't, I have no wild game in my freezer, so I can't go to that. I've got to just go with whatever the grocery store provides. Yes. So I'm doing a pork tenderloin and I'm doing some potatoes and I think I'm going to, Alex said turnip greens. I think I'm going to cook some turnip greens. Okay. Um, He and I like those better than David, but, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna do some turnip greens and um and also I'm gonna make a little guacamole and mm. I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do pork tenderloin sliders. So oh, that's he, good. He and David can have it on rolls and then um and I will probably have my pork tenderloin perhaps with a little guacamole mm. um on each little piece. So that sounds delicious. I've been in one of those phases of my life where there there's no such thing as too much avocado. 
Okay. Well, that means your body is probably craving some sort of protein of some sort. It must be. I don't know. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know you, how you go through those phases where you can't get enough of one particular uh-huh. thing. And with me right now, it's avocado. Okay. It's hard to beat a good avocado. I mean, that's it really is the perfect... You can put it on toast. I don't know if you've heard. Um, <laughs> oh, you don't say. You don't mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can actually put it on toast. You can make it into a delightful dip. Um, one of my very favorite little like quick meal go-tos is to do like the egg in the hole, like with the fried egg and the toast and then slice some avocado on top of that. I think it's delicious. Okay. Listen to what I did yesterday morning. What? I had some Kaneka sausage, which is, a uh, do you know what Kaneka uh-huh. sausage is? Well, I didn't, but I've heard Family Savvy talk about it, so it made me research it. So, yes. Okay. Well, Kaneka sausage is made here in Alabama. It is the best of all the sausage. Okay. It's so good, and there are different varieties, but I had Kaneka sausage. She said I'd gotten an enormous package of it at Costco, so, you know, time's a-wasting. So, I uh-huh. cooked some Kaneka sausage, and then I, I fried a couple of eggs, and then I sliced avocado on top of each of those fried eggs, and I'm telling uh. you, I thought... I don't know when anything has been more delicious than this. Oh, that sounds so good. That's like the perfect breakfast. That's really mm-hmm. the perfect anytime meal. Me, I, I really do think so. That's that's mm-hmm. good lunch. That's good supper. I just, I love all those things. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was about to say it was a breakfast fit for a queen, which oh. would have been a, a great segue. It would have been a fantastic segue because some things are happening with our royal family friends. Listen, it's so much, and I have been piled up in it all weekend. Like, Caroline had three soccer games or four soccer games, but in between, I feel like the bulk of my time was spent trying to figure out and get to the heart of everything that has been going on with mm-hmm. the Megxit happening. Do tell. Do tell. Well, I have not researched like you had, and I think it's because it stresses me out. Like, it really, it, it. I don't know. It bothers me. Like it's too, it's too much discord or too much potential fallout in that family. And it troubles me. It's a lot. And I am going to say here, here is what I think. And listen, feel free to disagree with me. And I am going to, I'm going to temper this by saying that we all, we all have different opinions. We all have different (laughs) thoughts. We do. This, I, this is Melanie oh, saying, oh, oh, wait, Alex oh, is leaving for lacrosse. Okay. Hall place, hall place. Okay, I've returned. Okay. Um... And, and here's what I have to say. I'm so glad to have the podcast, to have a place to talk about all my findings, because I did try to share a lot of these with Perry on Saturday morning as we drove the Caroline soccer game. And I'm going to tell you that, that it pretty much I knew when, when I said something about, he goes, well, isn't William's kid going to be like the next king? And I was like, well, yeah. And I said, and then the, the other two are in line behind that. And he goes, oh, well, how many kids does he have? And I mm-hmm. thought, well, I can't whatever. I'm just going to drink right. my coffee and pretend because I was like, no, he's got Charlotte and he's got Lewis and, you know, whatever. And so anyway, I'm glad to have an audience that'll maybe understand a little bit more. Here's my whole thing. Okay. I can't wait to hear. I know, but I'm just going to say as of right now, I am on team Royal family. I am, okay. I am team QE, my good friend, okay. Elizabeth. I am mm-hmm. team William and Kate. I feel like here's my problem. Okay. And you know that I loved Meghan Markle when she came in to the fold. It was every, it was what we all wanted it to be. It was the great love story. It was the American actress who falls in love with the prince. They're going to live happily ever after. She's beautiful. She's accomplished. It's all these things. They sat at their engagement interview and talked about how they couldn't wait. She was so excited to be part of the team. Mm-hmm, but here's my mm-hmm. thing. Some of us, I'm sure, have the experience of you marry into a family and you go, whoa, well, this was not what I was expecting. You know, right. you, you get married and then you spend like your first couple of Christmas with the in-laws and you're like, you know what? This isn't as great as maybe I thought it was going to be when we were dating. Mm-hmm. The royal family, there are many, many documentaries and things that tell you exactly what it is that you're getting into. Right. All you ha- All you had to do was look at Diana's history to look at everything Kate went through because Kate is beloved now, but Kate went through a lot of 
not nice stuff from the British press and the tabloids and had to let go of a lot of her things in order to marry William. So I feel like as a 36-year-old woman, which is what Megan was, to take this on, you're not naive about what you're getting into. And I'm going to tell you that where she lost me was when they had done their African tour, which I thought was lovely and great. And it seemed like they were having a good time. But then they did that interview where they talked about how terrible it was that they weren't thriving. And it felt like to me to do that after you've been in Africa and your royalty feels a little tone deaf. Mm. And I get that nobody asked her if she was okay, but I'm going to say, if you've watched the crown, I don't know that Queen Elizabeth asks anybody if they're okay. Right, right. That's not, you just are okay. Like you just, you stiff upper lip, British, whatever. That's why you have friends that you can call. That's why she can call Jessica Mulroney or whoever and say, hey, I'm not okay. But if you're wanting Queen Elizabeth to sit down and braid your hair and ask you if you're okay, I'm I'm sorry for you, but I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Well, and I I think there probably is a a little bit of difference in terms of the way that we would perceive life in the royal family as Americans and the way you would you would know it to be if you had grown up in it, even though we've seen all the things. Yeah. So so I I think the reality I, I, I can see where the reality would be very different. I can also see where maybe becoming a mom and thinking like, oh, it's not just me. It's also this child and kind of looking at it from that lens might, might make you feel a little differently about the the situation you find yourself in. Yes. I do think that we do have a lot of resources though that would help us to understand what that is. Now I haven't read enough about it really to have a strong opinion like there's a there's Uh a part of me that thinks if 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 the two of them want to split off and go do their own thing then you know more power to you and all that kind of stuff yeah I think maybe that would have been a great thing to maybe arrive at I don't know maybe two years ago yeah you know what I mean and maybe privately maybe not post Mm -hmm. it on Instagram first maybe have all the discussions and then Mm -hmm. come out after you've talked to the royal family and said but by all accounts, it seems as though the royal family was blindsided. Um, and and here's my other issue. I, I don't fault them. Listen, I don't fault them. If they were like, you know what? This is too much. We don't like this. We don't like the spotlight. We appreciate it. We're going to take Archie and we're going to move to Canada part time. And we're just going to enjoy a lot of nature walks and like live off the grid. But when you've registered over a hundred IP domain names and a web domain name worth $500 million, then I'm going to say now you're trying to merch and that becomes a whole different issue that I have with it. Big Mama's got receipts. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Big Mama came with receipts. I mean, when you got that SussexRoyal.com website up and running, like you haven't taken a mental health break over Christmas. You've been sitting down with some web designers and some attorneys and things like that. (laughs) I did look at it last night because I was curious and I thought, oh, this does have a different look and feel than say (laughs) BooMama.net. It does have a slightly fancier sort of vibe maybe than you know Sussex Royals but that to me all feels very and I think here's my whole thing I don't begrudge them at all if they just wanted to go live their private life and they wanted to live in Canada part-time although I will say there are some tax implications here that nobody's thinking of because now you're going to be taxed she's already taxed in the United States on anything as an American citizen. Now they're also going to be taxed in the UK and in Canada, depending on how you split your, so they're going to be ultimately triple taxed on all their own money that they're going to go out and make. Um, So I just, she said with sarcastic, I'm going to tell you, I just used air quotes. As I said, their own money they're going to go make. But I think my thing is, is I, I kept feeling like, as I would read more and more this weekend, I kept thinking like the lady in the Geico commercial where I was like, this isn't how any of this works. Like you don't get mm-hmm. to go march off the Royal family name. Like you pick a lane, either you're going to go private and you're going to, you know, go merch, go do your stuff, get your, 
deals with fashion houses and be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever you want to do, but you don't also get to be royalty and live off the British taxpayers at that point. Like you have to pick which one, I feel like you have to pick which one you're going to do because I feel like it's the same reason that, you know, you can't, I mean, the queen can't write a tell-all book right now. I mean, there's a certain to me, a, 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 I don't know, an etiquette within the monarchy um, where it's like you can't get into this family and then decide you want to be able to merch off the fact that you're a duchess now. I mean, you're not Luann mm-hmm. on Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so what was Luann's song? What was the first song? Money can't um, buy you class. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like maybe, because I, I did read last night somewhere, which is what made me think about going to the Sussex Royal website, mm-hmm. that Queen Elizabeth was notified right before the statement went out on Instagram. Like it was a, a hey, by the way, and here comes the statement. Says there was no time for her allegedly to respond or react or absorb mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do think that if they received any kind of counsel about the best way to do it. Whoever that person was that offered them counsel did not necessarily think about the feelings of the family. No. And I think the other thing that's interesting is you've seen all these press reports that say Oprah's been advising them. Gail King's been advising them. Elton John has been advising them. uh, Michelle Obama has been advising them. And I'm going to tell you that slowly over the weekend, there's been a drip, drip, drip of different press statements coming out from Oprah saying, I was not, in fact, advising them. Elton John saying, no, I was not. I mean, you see everybody going, whoa, like, yeah, I don't really want to, you know, get in the middle of this little family dispute. Yeah, I saw where the Obama said, like, nope. Nope. I mean, Michelle Obama essentially said, yeah, I met her backstage one time at a fashion show. Goodbye. I mean, it was like, there was no, like, and so you wonder, you know, is that just the press making stuff up? Is that stuff that's being leaked to try to give them credibility? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think it's fascinating because then there's been all this stuff. I'm embarrassed at how much this reveals, how much time I've spent on this. <laughs> so that Queen Elizabeth was seen leaving Sandringham, I guess the day after, and she had on a dog headscarf with her dogs in the back seat as she drove her Range Rover. Which, yeah, I saw her that picture of her with her headscarf on. Uh-huh, scowling. And, mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, there's that one picture. So they got that of her. Which I'm like, caduce to her for still driving herself when she's 93 years old. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. First of all. But then there was a picture that came out yesterday that people were trying to read. And it was as she was leaving the church services and she was in head to toe, camel colored. She looked great. She looked gorgeous. The lights were clearly on in the car to give you a better picture of her. And what Mm. people pointed out was, is that for the first time ever, we saw her wearing a hearing aid. And so there was different speculation. Number one was, was she wearing the hearing aid to remind people that she is a 93-year-old grandmother who was being played by a former Let's Make a Deal girl? And I'm royalty and look at me and don't forget that I'm a little frail. Then Then there were other people that said, was she wearing the camel color? As we know, Queen Elizabeth normally does not wear muted tones. To right, show, she wears colors. That's right. But Megan, her last appearance before the this statement, when they went to the Canada house to say thank you for Canada for housing them, she was wearing camel. So people were like, is this Queen Elizabeth's show of support? Is this a solidarity show that she's wearing ah. camel as well? Because they said she doesn't dress without intention. But here's what I think personally is that she was wearing okay. camel saying, no, I'm the real queen and I'm wearing camel. <laughs> See, I think she had on her hearing aid because she was at church. And Martha Martha, and my daddy would tell you that you can't hear a thing in church. Well, yeah. And because um, I think I've told you about the, the Martha's terrible situation with her hearing aids, where every time she bent over, they went squeak. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, so I tend to, but, but there again, you know, it's hard for me to reach a point with somebody, even somebody I don't know where I go, like, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, I agree. So I'm not there yet. Like, I just, I don't know enough about the whole thing, except that it breaks my heart to think that 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 there's been any kind of falling out because between William and Harry, because that would break their mama's heart. And, yes. and they need to protect that relationship at all costs. That makes me so sad. I mean, like, I'm not going to cry about it, but it just makes no. me, it makes me sad. 
And I think um, there's probably so much speculation about what's happening that I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what is, what is what. I just know that however they intended for that thing to go over, it was mishandled. Yes. And I mean, I don't, it's not like they're in the mafia and they had to, they had to have a surprise attack in order to make it happen. You know what I mean? Uh So that's the part of it that's weird to me, but I'm going to try to catch up. I'm going to try to to do better and be a better student of the situation. I feel like for me to come out less than two years after this outpouring of public support, this gorgeous wedding, renovating your Frogmore cottage that you spent a lot of taxpayer money on and then being like, meh, never mind just Mm -hmm. feels a little bit like a slap in the face. I also read this weekend that she and Kate had a falling out and basically ceased communication over it all happened on the WhatsApp group chat that the royal family had going on. And And that Kate six months ago said, I'm out. And I'm just saying, I don't know. It just... But what about this? Here, I wondered this too, and this is this, mm-hmm. again, this is pure speculation. Mm-hmm. I wondered if maybe, and again, if, I hope this doesn't sound like I'm being Miss Kravitz, but <laughs> I wondered if maybe there was, and it occurs to me that nobody knows that reference anymore except for people who are like 45 and up. Yeah. Um, but she was the nosy neighbor on Bewitched, yes, um, which was a television show yeah. in the 60s mm-hmm. uh, and early 70s. But I wonder mm-hmm. if, based on her interview that she gave when they were in Africa, based on the whole going to Canada thing, I've wondered if she hasn't struggled to some degree postpartum and they're looking for the thing that will fix it. You know what I mean? Like, yes trying to pinpoint the thing that could, and again, I have no, I don't, don't know these people, but just because it feels like it's, it's there, there's some hopping around trying to, I don't know. It Mm -hmm. just, it's weird to me Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. that you would just say, Hey, we're going to make a break. Not, we would like a sabbatical, not that, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's strange. And there've been questions about Harry's mental well-being and all of this as well, because he has cited that he has struggled with depression in the past and that he has had a hard time at different points. And so is it all too much for them? Mm-hmm. If, if that is the case and he needs to step back and not be in public life, my problem is it feels like they're, they're, they're wanting out of royal life because they're wanting to be able to merch their personal life on the back of being royalty. And that does not feel right to me. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. there again, if they wanted to disappear and get healthy and be with their baby and do all of that and have a more private life, I certainly, I get that. I wouldn't want to live in a fishbowl, which is right. Which is one of many reasons I didn't marry a prince. (laughs) So, So, I don't know, but then I think it's interesting because now they, so they had this meeting today and they've come out and they made a statement. The queen made a statement. statement. Yes. But I thought it was interesting and you can read a lot into it is that they said, my family and I are very supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire. People have said, well, she did not call them, which she has before the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. So does that mean where they've basically said, that's fine, but you're getting, you're not going to have your titles and you're not going to be right. the Royal Highnesses. I mean, are you, are you losing all of that? I don't know. Right. Or are you going to be like, um, oh, well, who was it in the crown? Um, oh, which, who, who is, um, you'll know David, off the top of your David head. Wall- David Wallace? Yeah. yeah. Was like David who had the thing in his foyer. Like, yes. Yeah. That held, held on to that until the day he died. Yeah. You know, that still tried to conduct his life as if he were still the king. Yes. Um, which nobody, by the way, on the crown gets under my skin like those two. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean. Nobody. No, no. They're terrible. I mean, and mm. and I just, I, I don't know. I There again, I don't, I don't know Megan, obviously. I don't <laughs> I mean, she hadn't asked me my opinion. She might be a lovely person. I don't know. I just know that she ended her first marriage by all reports by just mailing back her wedding ring. Um, I know that she is completely estranged from her family. I know that she had multiple family members that wrote letters of warning before this saying this isn't going to end well. 
And I, I you know, I, I don't know. I'm just saying I, my, I'm still like, you know, there's a lot to be seen and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I really hope that the queen, I think you have to be, I think this is a very crucial juncture for the royal family because I see where you need to kind of maybe create a blueprint for future royals right. of like, this is how it's going to be. And it's modern and it's different. And I don't think it's a bad thing for them to learn to be a little more self-sufficient and to earn their own income. But I also think that you completely use lose the monarchy if all of a sudden you're like, we can have like the real housewives of the of Windsor going well, on. Well, it's like, who's going to opt in and who's going to opt out, you know? And and again, I go back to, we talked to the, about this on the Patreon episode this month, the one that we've done so far this month, but Elizabeth didn't want the crown. No. Elizabeth... I mean, based on what we know of fictional Elizabeth, like it, it has not been convenient for her yeah. to be the, the queen of England. And it did not help her have the life maybe that she dreamed she would, perhaps like with Porchy. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So I'm sure that's uh, that generational piece would be hard because, you know, you have a generation that is so bound to duty mm-hmm. and to doing exactly what's expected of you. Mm-hmm. And then you have a generation that is more insistent on, you know, this is my life. I want to chart the course for my life. I don't mm-hmm. want to be beholden to to any system. Mm-hmm. So I get the tension of that. Um, but but there's a lot, I think, at stake in how you in how you orchestrate that 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 disconnecting. I don't know. It's yeah. going to be interesting to watch it play out. But again, the thing that makes me the saddest, William and Harry. Oh, I need them to be okay. Without question. Because I think, think about how William and Harry and Kate used to be at all that stuff together. You know, like they mm-hmm. were always together. They always looked like they enjoyed being together. And I get like when you've got your single brother-in-law and then he gets married, that changes things, you know? I mean, it's like now he's got his own wife and his own family. But I just hate, I there again, I don't know why I've cast Kate in this, but I feel like Kate could have been a real asset to Megan and somewhere that got seemed like that got a little messed up. Hmm. I don't know. It's there again. I don't know any of this. All I know is the crown season 10 is going to be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Hey y'all. It's me all by myself in the middle of the podcast, because I want to tell you about care of, If you want to make 2020 the year to prioritize you and commit to staying on top of your health, instead of maybe that laundry list of resolutions you don't end up sticking with, Care Of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable. The convenient daily packs are perfect for the -the on-the-go lifestyle. You just throw one in your purse or gym bag and you are on your way. And Care Of is focused on the quality science and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. Care of does all of this by starting you off with a really easy online quiz. You take a short online quiz and answer some questions about your diet and your health goals and your lifestyle. And then Care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals. I took this quiz about a year and a half ago for the first time and I loved it because I get so overwhelmed with vitamin choices and supplement choices and it just told me exactly what I needed. The vitamin aisle can be confusing and it is hard to know what you need and where to start so you just answer really easy questions like how much sleep do you get at night and how often do you work out and things like that and then you can follow their expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time what you receive from them is completely up to you. I also love the fact that with Care of you get personalized individual packs. If you're going out of town for three days, you can take three packs. You don't have to take big bottles of things. It's so convenient and they really do all of the hard work for you. So if you would like to get 50% off your first Care of order, all you have to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code BIGBOOCAST. 50. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code BigBooCast50. Alrighty, here we go. Back to episode 167. Um, okay, well, in happier news than the than all the, the royal family drama. And listen, we want we want everybody to be happy and we want everybody to work it out. Yeah. And and um anyway. Yeah. But in, in, in happier news. I would say you and I watched a television show this past weekend. 
so I'm still not done. I still have like two more. Okay. So you started watching it. I plowed all the way through that thing and watched Cheer on Netflix. Oh, it's so good. It's y'all. It is so good. You know how I love a cheer anything. I mean, just absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And then to pair it with the documentary and the Texas small town and all the personalities and the backstories, it is compelling television. It is so compelling. And okay, I wanted to ask you, so how big is Corsicana? Do you know that off the top of your head? It's small. I mean, like I want to say, I want to say, I would think 10,000 people tops. And I don't even think it's that big. Okay. I don't think so. I'm going to Google it right now and tell you it is a small little Texas town. Okay. Well, if you haven't heard anything about it, and I saw something... 23,000. 23,000. Okay. In 2010. So so this is the same team of people who did Last Chance You Mm -hmm. on Netflix, which I loved seasons one and two of Last Chance You. I've not seen season four. Season three, I was not a huge fan. Yeah. Um. So this, instead of focusing on a small town football team, it focuses on a small town college, which is Navarro College and the cheerleaders in that school. And they've won countless national championships. And so it follows them as they prepare for nationals. And there are like 40 people on this cheerleading squad. It's huge. Yeah. Um, And then they follow, I think, five people on the squad sort of more in depth. And I I kept thinking about it last night after I finished. It's so, it's so good. And part of the reason why it's so good is because it recognizes, I think, just like they did in Last Chance You, how powerful people's stories are and I know that sounds like a cliche but like as you start to peel back the layers yes and see what those kids have been through before they ever got to Navarro Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it I mean it's just it's beautiful when you see kind of how what a what a family they become dysfunctional sometimes and then they have uh their cheer coach is named Monica and she will remind you a little bit of Brittany Wagner and last chance you but who is just, I watched her over, you know, and over in mm-hmm. situations with those kids. And I thought, I hope that as I interact with teenage girls, I hope that I have at least some piece of her empathy. She's yes. so good with them. She's so good with them. She is. And, and so, and tough. Like I love, yeah. it's the perfect balance between, and I thought that's so hard to walk as a coach or a teacher or any kind of leader or as a parent is like that balance of like, I'm going to be hard on you because I expect this from you, but I also feel for what you're going through. Like, mm-hmm. man, she does a great job of it. I mean, and you can tell that they love her. They respect her. They respond to her. Right. I mean, she's just something else. I know. And the and the kids are so endearing. And there is one of one of the guys on the squad oh. is named Jerry. Oh. Listen. I mean that kid. I mean, just he is just so endearing and so genuine and so compassionate and it has such a hard story I, mm-hmm. I don't know it was just to see him he's just the, he was the heart and soul of of that team yeah and yeah it's great now the language is bad yeah. in parts yeah yeah I've had so, a couple of people ask me if like 10 year olds could watch it and I think it depends new. on I mean I would probably let my 10 year old watch it because okay I mean because Perry's her dad but <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to leave that, just leave it right there. That's, I mean, I'm just saying, but, but it just depends on how sensitive you are and how much language you want your kids to hear. Cause there is some language in it. Cause I'm going to tell you, I did get to the point where like last night I was watching it and it's like, you dread, like every time and you hear this, it's the, I don't know if they extra mic'd it, but every time you hear that thud, you're like, Oh Oh. God, the sounds of people falling is so horrific at times. You really do see, you know, how people, you know, the, the big debate when we were in school was people would say, cheerleading's not a sport. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And 
the the amount of stress and strain and and that they put on their bodies yeah and oh my word it was it's brutal to watch yeah because like you said when you hear that thud Mm -hmm. it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible because i mean it's so dangerous Mm -hmm. i mean they're 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 being safe but it's just you can't throw people that far up in the air no. and 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 not expect at some point that something's not going to happen. No. But it reminded me, I think when I was in high school, when they started, or I was probably in junior high, when they started televising the yeah. NCAA uh-huh. National Championships on ESPN. And I remember, I always remember the Bartlett Panthers uh-huh. um, from outside of Memphis were always such a good cheer squad. This is another another level it, i mean this is it's some crazy yeah it's it's yeah. crazy to me what they do and the stunts that they do and i mean it is just it's like nothing you've ever seen and i mean and the amount of just in the beginning like the amount of concussions you're like oh it's you know who the other one was remember when we were in high school and you watch that christian brothers high school in memphis Remember, oh, yes, Christian, Christian Brothers, Brothers I remember was them. always like a powerhouse. It was like the Christian Brothers mm-hmm. and they would like come out and I mean, but the flips and the tumbling and the pyramids and like not just that you just do a pyramid. And I mean, I and I posted it on Instagram today, my junior high cheerleading days. I mean, we really did. Our pyramid was like what you think of when you think of a pyramid where like three girls were on their knees and then two girls were on top of them. And then there was one girl <laughs> on top. That's all we did. Like. That's That's all we did. And if that one girl on top could do some spirit fingers, that was about, but nobody was flipping anywhere. I mean, I think we had one girl who could do like a backhand spring and that was, that was about the requirement. And this is like insane. Well, the amount of, I mean, like the tumbling and it's not just like, can you do a backhand spring? Uh It's, I mean, it's like bring it on when she, when, when um the girls getting ready to try out and she's she's like round off back tuck full twist back tuck like she's got this whole little routine um it's crazy and that they have people on the squad just to tumble not to yeah not to cheer yeah i um i loved it like i haven't loved something i've watched in a in a while i I just it's just it's engrossing it's compelling it's fascinating you will so love getting to know the the stories of the kids Mm -hmm. um it's just it's well done Mm -hmm. is what i will say yeah it is definitely worth your time if you have any kind of interest in that type of thing it is absolutely worth your time so good um i I thought last night i thought i wonder if monica would want to be on the podcast oh i don't know Um, i would love to have her on I know. I would if anybody too, I knows her, if anybody, I felt like watching some of the people in Corsicana. I thought they could potentially be podcast listeners. Sure, you know, I, it, maybe it felt like some. It was that was the one who was it the one lady during the interview. It was like she's like the assistant to something, and she was like Miss Miss Patty. Was it Miss Patty? I think so. And she was talking about Monica and how great Monica was, and she was like, and the whole time she'd been talking to the camera, and then she's like, I don't know if this is being filmed, but I really like her. <laughs> She said, I don't know if you're filming me. (laughs) Well, maybe the camera and the lights. I I don't know. I bet they are. Does anybody go to church with Monica is what we want to know. If you go to church with Monica. Yeah. Just tell her. We'd Mm -hmm. love to have her on the podcast. I mean, it's, you know, this is equivalent to a major Netflix show. So it's, (laughs) it could be a great stepping stone for her. We um, could add dozens of viewers. Yes. To to what they have got going on right now. They they don't even they don't even know. No. They really, no. Mm-mm. The power of the big boo cast. So That's right. But nor yeah. do they want to know. No, it's a great show. And then it looked like uh, coming up from that, I appreciate that Netflix knows me so well that when I pulled it up it was immediately the first thing. Several people had messaged me and said you need to watch Cheer, but then when I actually put it on Netflix it was like Cheer was the top thing. But then it looks like there's another series, not a documentary, but maybe about an Olympic ice skater oh. that's that's on right now. Hold on. I'm going to find it because it came up first on my Netflix and I was like, oh, this looks like it might be a place I go to after. As somebody who's seen the movie The Cutting Edge multiple times, <laughs> listen, I, I felt like, hold on, where is it popular? Oh, Spinning Out is what it's called. Oh. It's soapy emotional. Oh, it's soapy emotional drama. Okay. Um, a dream, a figure skater has to balance love and family and a fragile 
something as her dream takes a dizzying hold. Okay. So I don't know. That just feels like that could also be on brand for the kind of thing I like to watch. Yeah. I'm if you if you want to do any kind of behind the scenes um as people are trying to achieve something, I will watch that all day long. There was a a thing that State's Athletic Department did this past weekend. It was just a little it was not even two minutes. I think I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you did. Um where it's just like, hey, here here was Mike Leach's like, you know, twelve hours in Starfort or whatever. I bet I watched that six times. Uh-huh. Like I just there's I'm just curious. I would like to know what's happening. Yeah. What's going on behind the scenes yeah. that makes me I makes me happy. I felt like when I watched Cheer this weekend, I was like, I've added a lot of motivational sayings and statements to my parental mm-hmm. arsenal. So Oh, it is solid gold for that. It is solid gold for Coaching up a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Caroline, that's going to give her something to really be excited about. Um, I felt like that was one thing. And I felt like um, it also, what was I going to say? What else gave me that? Oh, and then today, LSU released their hype video that The Rock voiced. <sighs> I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm I'm gonna, but I haven't watched it yet. It's so good. And I thought, well, I'm going to make Caroline watch this. And I mean, I was like ready to run through a brick wall and she's going to be like, yeah, okay. Like whatever. But it was, it's so good. Oh, I can't wait to yeah. watch it. You'll I'm so love excited. It. You'll love it. It's, yeah. It got me fired up. Their sports media department has been killing it <laughs> through this whole run. Southeastern Conference game till now, they've been killing it. Yeah, I know. It's something. It's Well, and I laughed because Caroline and I, we had a meeting with her counselor the other day and we were talking about, and she was like, well, it's always good because Caroline was like, I want to go to A&M. And she was like, well, it's always good to have a second choice school. What would your second choice be? And Caroline was like, LSU. And I was like, well, okay. Good for her. Well, listen, good for her. Bad for me. Out of state tuition. But that's true. Whatever. That's true. I know. But. Um, okay. So the other, the other big development over, of, over the weekend for me was, um, our friend Travis has a new album that came out last week. Yes. And it is so good. It's so good. It like, it's sincerely, I, like, I feel like I've driven him crazy. I have, <laughs> I have, I could, I, I just with the pure affirmation. Um, but it's, it's so good. And there's a song on the album, which he sings with Mandisa. And I like, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it, but it's a lot. Yeah. Um, because of the, at the end, it does kind of a Kirk Franklin thing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's very much a Travis thing. But then this morning, Travis told me that, that Lacey who sings yeah. with him, um, at different stuff that Lacey had actually arranged that part. Mm. And so I said, so anyway, I said, you need to come on the podcast and just tell us the stories behind some of these songs because I, I, it it's so good. And I, I just, I love the sound of it. I love the tone of it. I love the pace of mm-hmm. it. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm captivated. Yeah. By it, so. It's, it's so good. And I love their version of ain't no grave, which I love that song anyway, yes. but with Lisey's voice coming in, cause man, she's powerful. And then just the whole thing. And I love hearing Lily, his daughter on it, just, it's mm-hmm. so good. It's I listened to it. I was driving back and forth to San Marcos this weekend for soccer, and I listened to it the whole time. It's just really, really good. I think it's Travis at his best. I do too. I think it's Travis at his absolute mm-hmm. best, and um, I, I'm I'm so happy for him that he did it, and so happy that we get to listen to it. Which reminds me, so I've mentioned that Alex tried out for the Billy Joel yes. review at school, and so. That the first performance of that was this past Friday night, and then Saturday night's performance they actually moved to this week because the weather was dicey, or it looked like it was going to be dicey, and so just for safety they moved it. So the second performance is tomorrow night, and it listen it was it was a delight all the way around. But there was one particular senior boy who was really responsible for the whole thing mm-hmm. happening. Um, it had been kind of been a dream of his. To, he loves Billy Joel. He he um, so he he put this thing together he has talked about it for several years and um really wanted to do this his senior year and so the way he did it was just fantastic and connected those songs so that they told a story and the kids were so great and all that and when when he came out when they were doing curtain call at the end of friday night show and he came out i like i had such an emotional reaction Aww. like a, a, a the 
the craziest emotional reaction that had nothing to do with the fact that Alex was, was in, in the review, which was super fun and he did great. But, um, but like just thinking he finished it. Like, I don't know why that gets me so much when people finish something big, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I was just like, he finished it. And I tried to tell him and I was like, I'm sorry, just a, a wreck. So when I came home, I sent him an email and, um, and we talked about it this morning a little bit, but there is something like, I, th- I think if you're a, if you're a person who does creative things yes. and you know how hard it is to move from like the idea of something to the completion uh-huh, of something uh-huh. that just makes me a, a wreck. Yeah. And so that was really sweet to, to, that was a whole separate part of it that I didn't, I didn't think would would get me was what it was like to see somebody who's so young, like move from the idea of something to the completion of something and know that like, he'll do that for the rest of it. Like he's teaching himself to do that right now. I don't know. It just was the best. I love that. I love that. I think seeing what these kids can accomplish when they set their mind to it is just something else. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's just, it's, I don't, that it's a whole Mm -hmm. sermon really. And and the amount, because the amount of courage it takes, the amount of vulnerability uh-huh. it takes, the amount of hard work it takes. And so, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it was great to see him be applauded by people and great to see how the, all the kids in the show applauded him. But I thought what, like to know that there is something significant that the Lord does in those moments uh-huh. of completion. I don't know. I just, I was, I've thought about it and thought about it over the last yeah, few days. So. It was, it was something. Um, that's awesome. I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was. It was um, now on another creative note, I'm going to say that the Oscar nominations came out today and I personally, um, I- um am appalled by specifically <laughs> the snub of Greta Gerwig as a director for Little Women, I feel like she was robbed. I feel like it's a massive oversight, and I am offended for her. Is what I'm going to say. Well, I just glanced at the nominations. I haven't looked at them in mm-hmm. depth, but but just glancing, I thought, now y'all, I believe we could do yes. better than this. I believe that I believe that we could have a little bit more um, of a representative yeah. poll. But but how how are we planning to call some people forward if we keep recognizing the same old same old? That's exactly right. I mean that is exactly right. And I I know you haven't seen Little Women yet, but it is so brilliant and beautifully done. And I just I thought the fact that she got snubbed just offends me on a lot of levels. I just I think it's ridiculous. I just, I thought the other day because I used to be such a fan of award shows and I like to see, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that was nominated and I love to watch the shows and I don't anymore. And so I was puzzling through like what is that? What is that mm-hmm. where I don't necessarily want to watch that? And I think part of it is is that we have so many options. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're you're not just sort of you don't have to just sit around and wait for movies to come out in order to Yeah to see something or to enjoy something. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like there are better things we could do. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have to have the big show to recognize these people? Yeah. Can't we just, can we just send out like a text? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the show's for anymore. I think because we we're connected to the people who are nominated in 498 different ways. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds a little bit like I'm on my lawn, you know, pointing my finger in my house coat. But I I just, I I think I don't get it as much because especially like for acting, it's not like when you see the Tonys and different people get up and perform or you you see the CMAs and different people get up and perform. Nobody's getting up and doing a dramatic reading at the, at the Oscars or the Golden Globes. I don't know. No. It's all a little self-congratulatory. I mean, you know, it's it's a little, and I feel like let's just, maybe just the Golden Globes. Like, do we need all of it? I mean, I get that you get these awards, but can't somebody just say, hey, here's the award. You don't, but I mean, they like to put on the dress and do the whole thing, but it's kind of lost its appeal for me because I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, well, I'm very sorry. That must be very difficult that she was not nominated when you love that movie so much. Well, it's okay. It's fine. So she was nominated for Best Screenplay. So at least there's that. 
Um, now the other thing that I will tell you, this is just on a funny note. And I was going to bring this up when we were talking about Travis's album. So I posted about it on my Instagram stories and I, I tagged him like at Trav Cot mm-hmm. or whatever his Instagram name is. And somebody had came on and messaged me and they said, Oh my gosh, I thought for a minute you were friends with Travis Scott <laughs> and you were talking about his new album who, for those of y'all that don't know, that's Travis Scott, who was with Kylie Jenner, who's an American rapper. Uh-huh. And I got so tickled because if you went to Travis's, to Travis Cottrell's Insta stories that night, he was wearing Angela's apron and making a pot roast <laughs> or, or a prime rib roast. He was making a prime rib. And our friend Paige was there visiting and I got so tickled if somebody clicked on that thinking they were going to Travis Scott's webpage and instead there was Travis in his red and white frilly apron seasoning his prime rib and putting it in the oven. What in the world is Travis Scott up to? (laughs) Who knew he was so domestic? (laughs) Anyway, that just really tickled me because uh, I don't know the mix up because it's understandable because if you just glanced at it and then also the fact that it happened to be Travis, who I've never seen in an apron or doing really any kind of cooking on his Insta stories. That's what he was doing. And I thought this feels like the polar opposite of Travis Scott Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, I guess we will go prepare our, our foods, our culinary delights for our people and get ready for the championship game do you have a a prediction oh that's a good question I I think LSU and it's not even going to be close that's my personal prediction okay I say LSU by a touchdown I think it could be oh reasonably close reasonably close yeah okay okay I also thought the Texans were going to win yesterday so I'd (laughs) take everything I know with a grain of salt (laughs) well you win some you lose some i mean there's just you know yeah it's just that's right yeah no way to know so yeah i don't know either way go tigers that's right go tigers we're cheering for lsu nobody's surprised by that yeah i know we are for sure coach o alone makes me cheer for lsu all right well i'm gonna go watch the hype video and then i'm gonna apply all the enthusiasm from that to my pork tenderloin (laughs) that is a great strategy it's going to be the it's going to be the pork tenderloin of your life. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> All right. Well, have fun and I'll talk to you. Okay, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye okay. everybody. All right. Bye everybody. Ow.